On this episode of Expand with Jenna Brown, I bring you into some deep questions that I've been asking myself, asking my clients, as we really deep, deep dive into integrity. What does it mean for us to be in integrity and where are we out of it? Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Expand with Jenna Brown podcast. I'm so excited to be here um, with you today by myself. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of things coming through my field that I've wanted to somehow try to put into words and communicate to you out there, my listeners, um, because I think it's important. So to get started, I would like to begin by telling you what I want to talk about, which is essentially integrity. (laughs) A couple of days ago, a client reached out to me and she said, you are literally one of the most integrous people I follow on social media. And I really said to her, that is the best compliment anyone's ever given me (laughs) because that's truly deeply. And I mean this with all of my heart, the founding, I really believe value, or at least one of them in my life is integrity. And essentially when I say this, I'm saying what I believe integrity is, is looking at where you are in alignment with what you preach. So being out of integrity would be not practicing what you preach. It would be essentially saying one thing and doing another or supporting something that supports another thing that maybe you say you don't support. So how did I get to this place where I want to talk about this conversation with integrity and business? Uh, it really, it really came through a good old ego death, dark night of the soul void that I was experiencing, um, not too long ago here, just within the last month or two. I was really starting to realize that things that used to resonate with me were no longer resonating with me. So when I say that I'm talking about running an online social media business, well, I run a business, a healing business, a coaching business that I promote and market online, primarily through Instagram. And what started happening to me was I, I was realizing that the more and more I was healing my nervous system, the less and less I wanted to show up on social media. And I was thinking that was interesting. I was thinking it was like, okay, cool, whatever. And I I didn't really think much about it until I started to see like all of my clients pretty much (laughs) in that exact same space where we had done all of this work to heal their nervous systems and no longer was internet marketing in the way that we know it to be resonating with them. And so I got to start to get curious, responding to my environment as I do as a manifesting generator and was really looking at what I was seeing and what I was seeing was the people that used to resonate, like that. I was like, oh my God, I love them. I want to buy their packages. I was like, I no longer want anything to do with their way or model of being. And, um, it was quite alarming one, because I've built an entire business online, And two, because I was like, I teach other women how to do this. So um, (laughs) this is all going to shift and change. What am I going to do? So I found myself asking some really hard questions. One of those questions I was asking was when we heal our nervous systems, right? We're healing from this addiction to fight, flight, freeze. We're, We're coming in this addiction to the primal response, essentially. And ultimately we're healing this obsession with getting dopamine hits. So dopamine hits would be like, anytime somebody's liking your posts or somebody's following you or somebody's buying from you. And also people just think dopamine is like feel good things, but also you get more dopamine from scarcity. 
So the addiction to scarcity of, I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I need more fill in the blank. And I was noticing for myself, like at what point was I just going to be like, okay, like I'm done being in scarcity. And I didn't see it coming because to be honest, I had created everything that I wanted, but yet was still convincing myself I hadn't. And that's when I really started to be like, what is actually happening? So as I really like got deep down into it, I started to ask the question, if I really believe in healing the nervous system, and for me, so much of the nervous system, a lot of my clients too, is about this addiction to performing in order to earn or get, if I really believe in that, isn't that some point there's going to be this healing where you no longer need to perform to earn? And isn't there going to be some point where Instagram specifically, because that's just the platform I'm on where it stops feeling resonant because you no longer want to perform for likes or comments or clients. And I know, I know people are probably listening and being like, I don't perform. It comes from my soul. Me too. Everything I say on social media for so long has genuinely been from my soul. But there's this aspect there of like, that's all I know. Like, this is all we know. This is all we know is what we've seen on social media of what people have created is like, this is how you build a business quote unquote on social media. And that's a lot of what I've taught. But really what I was starting to realize was like, when you heal your nervous system, the last thing you want to be a part of is a nervous system ruining machine, like social media. Social media is literally, I'm going to use Instagram again. I'm not trying to like hate on Instagram only, but that's the one I'm most familiar with. Instagram is literally created as a dopamine machine. (laughs) That's literally what it is. Like it's literally created for you to have dopamine. Like, I don't care if you're the most enlightened fucking person in the world, When you're on social media, it doesn't matter that you're so enlightened because your body is still getting dopamine hits from the scroll, from the like, from the comments, from the fighting, from the reels, right? Is dopamine bad or dopamine hits bad? No, not at all. But I guess I just started to ask the question of integrity for myself as a leader in this industry. If I truly believe that we as women can live these spacious, expansive lives where our nervous systems are in adaptability, they're in um, this rest and digest system. Do I actually believe that them then going and building their business on social media is a good space for them to do that? Or the best, I guess I should say, no. I had to come to terms with that. No, I don't. One, because I actually thought that. And then two, I was literally watching my clients and like who had healed their nervous systems. And they're like, this is fucking dumb. I don't want to be a part of this popularity contest. And I was like, yeah. And of course I had the thoughts of like, are we projecting all of this onto social media? Like, could this be a different reality? Of course, of course. Yes. And is there a possibility that we're projecting all of that or whatever we want to call it to create something different, to create something new? So the, the realm of infinite possibility is what I have been swimming in. I never am one to like when people say like, this is the way you have to do things. So feel free to not leave those comments on this, but um, I just don't buy it. Like genuinely you can build wealth any way that you want. I just was talking to my clients earlier today and saying at 30 years old, I can invest $600 a month into the stock market and will be a guaranteed millionaire at the age of 64. So if that's true, and that's only $600 a month, and that's only one way of investing my money, and regardless of what I do, I can be a millionaire when I'm 60 something, why the hell would I choose this route? Well, there has to be something about it, right? What part of me likes this marketing aspect online, right? Is it the ego part of me? Is it really my soul? 
so many questions. I don't really have the answers for those yet. So I began to swim around in my head, swim around in my head of just other areas that I was maybe not in integrity with. And when I say integrity, I'm not saying like I am a black sheep and like this nasty human being or something, but I just mean like really at the end of the day, am I building a machine? Yes. And does that machine require other people to pimp out their nervous system on social media to also be successful at it? Yeah. Was I okay with myself doing it? Yes. Would I be okay with my daughters doing it? Fuck no. That's where I really got to like, be like, Hmm, that's really interesting. Would I want my daughters to do that. No. Now, again, I look at my life and I'm like super grateful. I, there's no other world, like no other time in the world that I could have built what I've built in my life. Like without social media, I am so grateful. However, that being said, I also know there are ways to foster community and there are ways to do things outside of social media that could also have great effects, right? Like I can be grateful. I can hold space for being grateful for what it's created for me and also desire more also desire more authentic connections, also desire more authentic relationships, also desire a a sense of peace, knowing what I'm teaching of women of like, yes, you can live this spacious, delicious nervous system, but like, no, maybe you don't have to go and pimp yourself out on this app. So um, those have been some questions, (laughs) casual, light questions, of course, everything with Jenna Brown, just kidding, Um, coming up. And then I've also just been observing a lot. I've been observing a lot of, of ways that we teach business and as, as feminine business coaches, like just watching the way that we teach and watching the way that we, um, invite other people into our realities and, and all these things is I've just had like a lot of questions that I'm going to share with you. And truly they don't have to have the same answers as me. And a lot of them don't even have answers as me, or I mean, a lot of them I haven't even answered. So no pressure to have my answers or to even have an answer at all. So one of my questions is if there was no such thing as likes, as comments, as followers, the only thing you could rely on to know if someone was a good fit for you as a coach or whatever is resonance. And it would require us as creators, as content creators to go so deep within our resonance, within our message, within our soul energetic that in order to be heard and seen, right? Because no one would be like, oh, well, this person has 6 million followers on social media. So therefore they are higher up on the hierarchy and I should hire them. I started to ask that question. I was like, that's fucking crazy. Like, what if that was true? How many people do you follow right now? Like genuinely think about it. How many people do you follow right now simply because they have tons of followers and so they must be quote unquote doing something right. And would, if they didn't have time, if you couldn't see how many followers they had, and there was no algorithm pushing them to you because they have ads or whatever, if you saw them, would you follow them because you resonate with their message? Or are you following them because they're, you assume that they know something more because of their amount of followers or amount of money or whatever. And then my next question is fun. (laughs) And it comes from this aspect of understanding that absolutely everything in your life is relationship. Okay. That's the core of everything I teach is everything in life is relationship. Literally everything, your issues with money are relationship issues. Your, um, your partner, if you have issues there, it's a relationship issue. If you are struggling in business, it's a relationship issue because it all comes down to love. It all comes down to your attachment system. I have other podcasts on that. You can go and listen to, but 
assuming that you know that that's true, that everything is relationship. I want you to imagine that you, if you have an online business right now, that you are in a romantic relationship with Instagram. Instagram is a, is a man or woman, depending on your sexual preference. And Instagram is in a relationship with you. And I want you to, for the purpose of me, if, if I'm Jenna and I'm in a relationship with man, Instagram, I asked myself if this, if Instagram was a man, do I feel like he's treating me good? <laughs> do I feel like I have to jump through a bunch of hoops in order for him to see me, for him to help me, for him to acknowledge me, for him to support me, for him to hold me? And the answer was absolutely yes. So it became about less about Instagram in that moment and more about myself and what I was still settling for. And the reason why I say this is there was a time where I was in religion and while I was in religion, I thought it was so amazing because I had been in a really um, abusive relationship as a teenager, a young adult. And I ended up in this incredible marriage with this incredibly securely attached man who loves me so much. And I just thought it was like the power of God that I had went from this horrible relationship into this amazing relationship. And it was a miracle that I had been in, like, now I could be in this amazing relationship. Right. And it wasn't until I left religion, you know, 10 years later, and, or I guess it was like eight years later until I left religion and I had the revelation that religion, who religion was for me, God really was an abusive God, right? At the core, you can go back and listen to my very first episode I did on this podcast, but at the core of who I believed God to be, he was an abusive father, right? One that said like, I love you, but I'm sorry. You actually have to burn in hell forever because you're born horrible and you're going to have to go to hell unless you say the right things. And then like, I can let you come with me. Like that is abuse. If that was a real father figure, like we would call that abuse, by the way, why people are saying that God is like that is mind blowing. Absolutely fucking mind blowing to me. But that's who I believed God to be. Right. And I realized that I just shifted abusive relationship with boyfriend into abusive relationship with God. Right. And then, then y'all good times. I still find it popping up places like with Instagram, this abusive relationship with Instagram, this abusive relationship with how the platform, the masculine structure that essentially has to hold my business. Cause that's what everyone says. Social media has to be your business. Cause that's the only way good old religion for you. It has to hold my business, even though it's quite abusive, it's quite narcissistic and it doesn't actually serve me like really without me jumping through a ton of fucking hoops and prostituting myself on social media. That's what I like to say. I'm not actually prostituting myself, but I truly feel like when we feel like as women that we have to go and like literally create like 3000 things a day, when we have to do all of these different things that it is this aspect of prostituting ourselves. I don't really know a nicer way to put it. So feel free to be offended, but it feels like Instagram has become our pimp daddy. And I'm just like, not really a fan for it anymore. So obviously I know people will be like, Jenna, this is all your subconscious and look at so-and-so she has a bajillion followers and all the things. And I thought that too, until I saw it in all of these other people. And it wasn't actually even my, only my people. So I was like, oh, maybe this is me and it's affecting all my clients. And I thought that until I actually looked outside of that and was seeing million dollar coaches say the same thing, having million dollar coaches reach out to me and say, 
I'm feeling the same way. I'm feeling this call to integrity and leadership of like, am I actually like pointing them to this abusive type relationship that obviously I have built this on, but I don't know if I feel good about selling other people's souls to the devil. I'm just kidding. That's really extreme. Like bringing other women into this way of you have to do this in order to get this. And really what I believe is at the core of that is the call of the mother. I believe that's so deeply resonant within my soul that this conversation is a conversation from the mother that's asking you why. Like if I was a mother sitting with my my daughter, who is in an abusive relationship with a dude, I would say, honey, like, why do you feel like that's what you deserve? Why do you feel like that's the only man out there for you? Why do you feel like that's the only way? And so I believe that the heart of the mother is, is saying that exact same thing to so many of us right now, women in business who are prostituting ourselves on social media, pretty much it feels like to the pimp sky daddy of Instagram or whoever. Why do we feel like that's the only option? Why? I'm sure you're listening to this and be like, but literally like, what is the other option? I don't really know, but what it's spurring inside of me is like this resolution that I'm still on Instagram. Like you can still find me there, but that's not going to be my, like, I don't run an Instagram business, right? Like what I always say in order to be successful in business right now, or this is what I said, at least was you have to be a marketer and you also have to have medicine. I'm a medicine woman. When clients come into my space, they stay with me. They sometimes go out of containers and come back into containers, but most of them stay with me. Why? Because I'm their leader, (laughs) right? It's not this weird dynamic of like, I have this one product that saves their one, that solves their one pain point. I'm not, I am a service provider, I guess, but like, that's not, I'm here to lead my soul fractal. And so many women that also are here to lead their soul fractals know this, like at the core of their being, they ask this question, like we are already out of like, this is again, I'm, I don't even care if it sounds dramatic, but like, I'm thinking of the old Testament, this aspect of the, oh my God, I'm going to butcher this. Wow. Clearly I wasn't Christian enough. Like the slaves, right. were led out of Egypt by Moses. And then while they're in the, in the wandering in the desert, they only had to wander for like essentially seven days or something like that. Oh my God. I'm totally butchering this. Um, but they ended up wandering for 40 years. I blocked this all out. Just trauma. Just kidding. Okay. But it was a big number and they didn't have to wander that long. Like the distance wasn't that long, but they spent so long wandering because they were honestly addicted in their subconscious minds. I believe to slavery because it's all they knew. So even though they had left quote unquote slavery of the Egyptians, they created the own slavery of their minds in the desert where they convinced themselves that they were not free. And until they were able to actually embody the type of person that was able to be in the promised land, they did not receive it. Uh, Did I really just use an example from the Bible? I don't know who I am anymore. Um, (laughs) But I see that so often in us. I see that so often in my people. And those of you listening is this aspect of like, we free ourselves in one area and then we go and project it onto another area. And how sneaky is Instagram business projection when of course it makes the most sense. So what I was seeing is a lot of my clients are getting to a point where they're like, I can't continue. Like their body was no longer allowing them to continue on in creating on social media and being present on social media and doing things the way that they did them before. And they're like, what's wrong with me? And so I started to ask the question, like, what if you're not wrong? What if you're right? 
What if that person that has 6 million followers on Instagram and a $3 million business, it's totally cool for them to have built that whole thing on Instagram. But what if your body is blocking you, or I like to say your soul is cock blocking you from actually doing something that your soul is saying no to. And you're like, consciously, I just logically, I don't know what else I would do. Or logically, I don't know how else I would build. I get that. I've been saying the same thing to myself of like, I literally don't know how to do this. I just know that what once was resonant is no longer resonant. And I have no desire to play this game of like, I need to win you over on social media. It just feels so gross to me. It feels like I'm a medicine woman. Come into my medicine. You'll experience it. I just want the whole world to know about it without me having to do things I don't want to do, which I think is at the core of every woman wants that, who wants to stay in integrity. Does that mean I'm like never going to do anything that is, is a little bit like of a growth edge No, but I've already built a successful Instagram on business. It's not a successful business on Instagram. It's not that that's uncomfortable for me. What's uncomfortable now is like integrity speaking when I'm asking women to heal their nervous systems and then I'm sending them into a machine in a way of operating the machine or performing for the machine, that's going to dysregulate them every day. That brings up issues with me integrously, which I'm sure it would for you too. This being said, <laughs> do I know what's next? No, um, I do know in some regard that like this vein of leadership that I'm swimming in is the right vein for me. Um, I've had a lot of revelations around this aspect of me as a little girl. When I was a kid, I would, I was a master at figuring out what the popular girls did. Like I could observe the popular girls, watch how they act. Like I did this all unconsciously, by the way, watched how they act, watched how they, how, how they were. And I would become like them. And then I would get accepted into the group. And I moved so many scenarios of like churches and schools and all these things that I saw myself do this a lot where I would have friends that were like not popular. And then I would have, I would ultimately figure out how to be a popular kid. And I did that at like all of my schools, all of the camps I went to, like all of the programs, all the sports, everything I was in. And now it's like really funny because I'm doing it as a grown ass adult where I'm like, I think I like just did the same thing where I tried to figure out how to be the popular girl and like became the popular girl. And then I was kind of like, oh, I don't really want to be the popular girl. Like I kind of love my really slow life. I really love these aspects of stillness in my life. And I'm just like really not interested in creating this facade of like every single person in the world has to like me. And I think that's actually why people like me, which is really funny, but I always laugh because, you know, obviously good business advice is like, you have to have a bajillion Instagram followers so that you can have impact. Like you can have a six figure business or whatever. And I always laugh because I'm like, I built a six figure business with less than 20 clients and less than 600 followers on social media with no email funnels, with what are all the other popular things with no webinars, with no, um, a lot of times, no sales pages, simply through resonance, through truth, through authenticity, through being alive to what's real for me in the moment obviously through structural things like having an offer suite with multiple offers, um, but ultimately creating really incredible um, connections with my clients and giving them more opportunities to invest in the growth that they were already experiencing in other ways. 
a lot, I, I want to say this lightly, but there's a very big difference between a coach or a service provider and a leader. If you're leading people, you're not going to constantly, it's not like you're a teacher, a school grade teacher, where you like get a group of new students every single month. If you're a leader, you, with that analogy, you would start with them at kindergarten and like never end with them or like end with them in eighth grade. Does that mean like people can't leave your containers? Oh my God, no. But it means like you have to understand that you're building something different. I'm not building this machine that I'm cranking people in and out of, like where it's just this one thing that people come in and then they leave and I never like know them or see them or talk to them. And while that's appealing to my ego, my heart says differently. My heart says I actually get the most enjoyment, less out of how much money I make and more about how connected I feel to the journey of the women that are in my programs. What feels more alive for me, what feels more nourishing for me is less about how much money did I make in that launch and more about how connected did I feel to those clients as they moved through that program, right? And, and not even just how connected, but what was their transformation like? And not in a way that I'm responsible for their outcome, but in a way that's like, was I a part of something really beautiful? Because that's what's going to last with me. So this is all just bringing you back into this conversation of integrity for yourself. My integrity may not be the same as your integrity, right? Like what feels integrous for you could be totally different than what feels integrous for me. That's kind of the whole point of integrity is like, you can't tell me what integrity feels like for me. And I can't tell you what that is for you, but I can invite you into these conversations for you to have with yourself, for you to actually ask those questions of like, what? long-term or foundationally am I leading people into? And does that sit well with me still? And for me, those are the conversations I had to have where with myself, with my partner, with even my clients, where I was just like, no, and I don't really know exactly what that looks like, but I do know, like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not stopping what I'm doing or anything. I just know I'm open to new possibilities of how to foster relationships with my clients. And one of the ideas I have is to build an app. So I'd really like to have my own app. And then I I'm really interested in, in building like a bigger app, like a, a partnership type app, um, with other service providers, uh, other coaches, other guides, other healers, other leaders that moves away from this model of dopamine hits. And then I always tell myself, I'm like, who the hell would ever buy something that's like not a dopamine hit when they're all addicted to dopamine hits, even though they don't realize it, but <laughs> then I'm like, remember, that's what you do is like heal people's nervous systems. So, um, yeah, it'll all work out, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to invite you into this conversation to ultimately have with yourself of what, if you're not wrong, what if you're not wrong in the areas that you're experiencing resistance, what if it's not like you need to push through this, but actually like you need to pause and you need to wait and you need to see where you're out of alignment, meaning like where you desire something, but you're, you're pushing yourself in another way somewhere else. Where are you out of alignment? And, um, I hope that that is helpful and insightful and, yeah, I, I'm excited to continue this conversation with integrity and be totally upfront with where I'm at. And, and I'm excited to see what comes of it. Cause I know anytime that I put this out there, people are always like, Whoa, what are you talking about? I do want to invite you. If this is like really appealing to you, if this feels like I'm just like, I love Jenna. I love where she's going with this. I love her leadership. I want to be a leader like her, not like me, but like you, um, I invite you to inquire about my mastermind. 
that is starting its next round in July. It's called the Feminine Leadership Mastermind. And this next round is solely dedicated to your cellular healing, your nervous system healing of creating expansion in your body. And as we create this expansion, this space in your body, naturally everything you want is going to fly into reality. But also apart from that, we're asking these types of questions that leaders ask. I always say like leaders don't just like fall in line and be like, yes, yes, master, like whatever you said, leaders pave a new path and I'm here to pave a new path. And I've always known that. So if you're a person who's like, yes, I want to be on that new path with you, or I want to pave a new path of my own. Um, this mastermind is an incredible space for you to be held, uh, that I would love to invite you to inquire about. So feel free to email me at Jenna Brown, 1721 at gmail.com to talk further about that. Um, but as for now, I'm so grateful that I could open up this conversation with you so you can watch the journey unfold and ultimately ask you to tap back down into your integrity. Are you out of alignment? Are you practicing what you preach? Is what you preach going to end up in a scenario where I am at (laughs) where I'm like, well, shit, if we're telling everybody to heal their nervous systems, like, and then we're pointing them back to an app that's designed to destroy their nervous systems. That doesn't sit well with me. So asking yourself these questions, I encourage you to share your feedback with me as you ask them. And as always, please like and subscribe and feel free to leave a positive review if that calls to you. And I will talk to you next time on Expand with Jenna Brown.